Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Aloha and welcome to episode number 42 of the Boy Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Monica Swanson, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. Whether you're a mom or an auntie, a grandma, a teacher, a babysitter, if you in some way have the role of bringing up boys in today's world, you found the right place. It's my goal here to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys. And I just want to make sure you all know that this podcast is really an extension of my book, Boy Mom, which was released last August. Now, I know a lot of you have read Boy Mom, but for those of you who are new here and just found me through podcasting, I want to invite you to get your hands on my book, Boy Mom. It is a practical resource, a guidebook, some call it, for raising boys. It covers the 12 areas that I believe boys need most from their mamas as they grow up so that one day we are ready to launch them into the world and we can feel confident that they are prepared, secure, walking with God, loving others, and really being bright lights in a dark world. So I hope you can get your hands on Boy Mom. Of course, it's on Amazon, it's on Barnes & Noble online, Target online, and hopefully in your local bookstore. If it's not, you can always make a request. That's pretty cool. And one more thing you could do for me, I ask often here for podcast ratings and reviews, but it also is so helpful if you leave an Amazon review for Boy Mom. So if you have read my book and you haven't left a review, it, it would mean so much to me if you just hop over to Amazon, leave some stars, a few words about what you liked most about the book and that also helps other people find boy mom so just thank you again for all of that finally i just want to remind you that my series continues over on my blog i'm doing a blog series called what moms need most and we're talking about all those things that moms tend to neglect or put aside in the busy years of raising kids covering all kinds of topics that i think most of you will find helpful and encouraging so please do take some time to hop over to the blog monicaswanson.com forward slash blog and check it out say hi over there also all my links to social media are in the show notes and i just love to connect with you wherever you happen to be on Okay, guys. Well, today's episode is one I think you'll find very encouraging. I have my friend Brooke McLaughlin on. Brooke was actually with me back on episode 27, so you might want to hop back and catch that episode um, where we talked about praying for our sons, the how, what, where, why. I forget exactly what I called it, but it was all about praying for our sons, praying scripture for our sons. And Brooke uh, really encouraged a lot of us with that episode. And today she's back on to talk about what she calls those hard to handle boys. Anybody out there got one of those? <laughs> Do I see some hands in the air? Brooke is sharing about her journey with her hard to handle boys 
and about a resource that she has created for moms of hard-to-handle boys. Somewhere along the way, Brooke realized that she was fighting against her sons when God was calling her to fight for her sons. This shift in her perspective was a game-changer in her parenting, in her prayer life, and all the rest, and today we get to talk about that. Brooke has some free resources that I will be linking to in the show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash episode dash 42. So be sure to hop over to show notes and get your hands on the free downloads. Check out her program about fighting for your hard to handle boys and also a very kind resource she's sharing with us that you'll get right on my site, which is prayers you can pray for your hard to handle boys. So if you've raised your hand on that question, we've got some scripture based prayers for your hard to handle boys. I think all of it will be super encouraging. So without further ado, I'll let you listen in as Brooke and I talk about our hard to handle boys and how we can and fight for our sons rather than against them. I hope that you enjoy. Well, Aloha Brooke, welcome back on the Boy Mom Podcast. I am so glad to be here. You are my people, Monica. I love this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We're like one big, happy boy mom family around here. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, Brooke was with me on episode 27, which was, I think, a favorite episode for a lot of listeners as we talked about praying for our boys. This is a topic that Brooke has so encouraged me in as I've walked with her side by side across the miles. I'm raising our boys these past few years. So if you've missed episode 27, you'll want to check it out. But before we dive into today's topic, Brooke, why don't you just do a little brief introduction for everyone listening that might not have caught that one? Absolutely. I'd be happy to. So my name is Brooke McLaughlin, as you said, and I am the mom of two boys. When I first started writing, my boys were really young, two and four-ish. Um, a lot of time has passed now, and they are 12 and 14. In fact, almost 13 and almost 15. So mm -hmm. we are getting ready to move into the world where I have more than one teenager in my home, um. and I'm probably going to need lots of prayer. So. <laughs> <laughs> You know how that goes. So yep. um, we live in the the mountains of southwestern Virginia, and I've been married to my husband Corey for, let me think, almost 18 years, which is amazing. Yeah. And um, yeah, and so God has given me the privilege and honor of being able to write some books for moms. Um, one of which is specifically about boys, which we talked about the last time, praying for boys. And for a lot of years, I ran a ministry with Aaron Mooring called The Mob Society. And last Mother's Day, we transitioned into serving all moms at Million Praying Moms, trying to help them to make prayer their first and best response to the challenges of parenting. And that's been a super fun transition for us. Wow. Yeah, such an awesome ministry for so many. And you've got stuff on there specifically for boys still as well as specifically for girls, right? Yes. Yeah. We we still have we still have a lot of great stuff for mothers of boys on there and we'll continue to do that. I love it. And you have a little program, a little course available that I'd love for you to kind of tell people about before we dive in, because I'm going to just ask you to share some insider um, points from your course with us, because it's such good stuff for all boy moms. So tell us a little about what you've got going on over there. Yeah. So several years ago, again, when my when my two were very young, I came to a point in my parenting where I felt like we were no longer on the same team. And like I was fighting against them. And it's just not, you know, no mom wants to be in that place. No mom wants to feel like she's on a completely different team fighting against the people that she loves the most. I remember 
um, we were, I think my youngest son, when this happened, might have been around five years old. And I remember putting him in his room for a quiet time and coming downstairs and sitting in my green prayer chair and just saying, Lord, I'm done. I can't mm-hmm. do this anymore. Mm-hmm. This is this is not what I signed up for when I signed up to be a mother. We mm-hmm. were homeschooling at the time, and uh, he was extremely combative with me over school in in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. He still doesn't love school, <laughs> but it was it was hard and 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 really stressful for me in the, in the beginning. And I just told the Lord, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. And I really felt like the Lord said to me, and, and not necessarily in an audible way, but but in a way that I knew that it was him. He said, Brooke, your boys need someone to fight for them. And I've chosen that person to be you. Wow. Wow. And yes, it was a very profound moment in my mm-hmm. parenting. And so I began to look at uh, leading my children as more of an effort to fight for them instead of against them. Wow. And so that's really where my Fight Like a Boy Mom program was developed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's specifically for moms. I think we want to talk today to the moms of what I like to call hard to handle boys. Mm-hmm. You know, we we all have boys. Everybody listening has boys. And we all hear the boys will be boys. Oh, that's a boy thing. You know, whatever. And I think there's some truth to that. There's maybe some overuse to that as well. But there's mm-hmm. some truth that, that there are things that boys just do, they, you know, that, that girls don't do, but there is a population, a segment of the boy uh, world of boys that are just harder to handle than the rest. And God gave me two of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I built this program for those moms who are feeling desperate for mm-hmm. someone to do something in mm-hmm. their home and they've exasperated everything they can come up with and nothing's working. So we, we cover things like, you know, what did I do to deserve hard to handle boys? Mm. Like, is this my fault? Did I do something <laughs> wrong yeah. to, to make this happen? I mean, I think that's, that's a question moms ask. Um, we look at, you know, how to understand your hard to handle boy. We're going to ch- like in, in this one, we're trying to get inside of his heart and mind mm. to really understand how he thinks, why mm. he makes the choices he does. You know, what makes him tick so that we can have an understanding and therefore some compassion and empathy for who he is. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important as well. We go right. over things like, you know, how to show actionable, tangible love to our hard to handle boys. Monica, I don't have to tell you when your kid is pushing every button you have uh-huh. and exhausting you daily, it can be mm-hmm. difficult to show love to that person. Yes. And, yes. and so we talk about how to do that, how to pursue their hearts when we'd rather run away from them. Um, the importance of being more mature than our boys are, those kind of things. And then finally, in, in this, uh, in our basic foundational modules, we, we talk about teaching our boys to fight for themselves, because mm-hmm. it's going to be so important for them to understand what yeah. they're up against in this world yes. and to know how to fight it. So that's the mm-hmm. heartbeat of the program. Along with it, we, we have some great expert interviews, one of which you did with me. Mm-hmm. We specifically mm-hmm. talked about you know, what to do when your teen boy is still hard to handle, like he didn't mm-hmm. grow out of it, you know, yep. yes. <laughs> um, kind of thing. So I brought in a lot of great people to this program who could speak to the areas of raising hard to handle boys that really impact us as parents. And I think it's a really thorough, great program. And and I love that you created it when your boys were young, but now that they're basically both teenagers, I think you're finding that the same principles apply. So this this is a course, and what we're going to talk about today, going over some of the main points, really applies across the board from the time boys are young through their teenage years, right? Yeah, it really does. 
I, I spoke recently to a group of moms and I focused on Galatians 6, 9, which says, do not grow weary in doing good for in due season, you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. And I just think of you back when your son was, I think you said three years old and just like how many moms hit that point where, and I've been there where you just want to give up. And then what I even said to the group of women is there's a lot of moms who are giving up now. They would never say out loud to anyone else I've given up they may not even really believe they've given up but they start to make choices that show that they've just decided they've done all they can Mm -hmm. They, they start to give up the fight they start to give up the boundaries or you know the authority that they once thought they would have as a mom and so I hope that what we talk about today will encourage moms to not give up because we're all weary we all get tired but if you do not give up. I just, I believe there's that harvest for us, but we really have to press on. And so hopefully what we talk about and, um, and we're going to link to a place on Brooke's site where you can get a list that is um, more in depth probably than we'll get to go into today. But we're going to talk about 10 ways to stop fighting against your son and start fighting for him instead, which I just love that. I love the heart of all of this. But what we hope this will do is equip some of you or inspire some of you. If you feel like you're giving up, if you want to give up, if you feel like maybe you gave up a long time ago to really pick yourself back up and say, what can I do now? Not to fight against my son, but to fight for him. So I just love what you're doing, Brooke, and I'm excited to dive into some of these. Thank you. For sure. Well, what I'm going to do, because I don't think we'll get through all 10 here, but we will link over to where people can find them. I'm just going to pick a few of these and ask you to share a little bit from your heart on these 10 different ways we can stop fighting against our son and start fighting for him. So ready for me to dive in? Yeah, let's do it. Well, I've got to start with number one because <laughs> I love this. Yes. Number one, it says, is tell God he can have you. So this is starting with us, not our sons. Talk to me about number one. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it, the prayer that I often found myself praying when when I was in this, you know, in, in the thick of everything was, mm-hmm. Lord, do something with my kids. And, mm-hmm. and I don't think that that's a wrong thing to pray. I mean, clearly right. we need to be praying for our children. I've built a whole ministry around that. But yeah. um, but the first thing we have to do is make sure that we've given the Lord permission to have us first, to do something with us. Mm-hmm. It's We're never going to be able to get to the point that we are able to handle our ha- hard to handle boys, if you will, if we are not being handled mm-hmm. and by, by our Savior. It's just, it's not it's not going to happen. So, you know, I, I say that in in the brochure, the, the PDF download that people can get on this, I always just say, okay, have you given God, you know, have you given yourself over to the Lord? And then I say, but wait a minute, have you, have you really, really given <laughs> I <love> yourself? <laughs> yeah. I, I stopped at that one. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, have you really surrendered your right to anything other than what he's called you to do? Because mm-hmm. here's the thing, ladies, God gave you those boys. Mm-hmm. They are yours. He gave them to you on purpose, knowing that they were going to be hard to handle. So, so you might be asking yourself, why did, you know, why God, why did you give me these boys? And he's saying, well, I definitely have a purpose for this. So it's even giving him permission to, to have given you these hard to handle boys, to, to be asking you to walk through this difficult season. He's doing it for a reason. And are you okay with that? So I think that's a, a big part of it. It's it's really about surrender, I think, right? And just yeah. having the the faith to say, 
you're God, I'm not, and I'm going to trust you with whatever you give me. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love that. Um, I might just have to go in order because I'm like, I like number two. I like number three. Number two <laughs> is learn to keep your mouth shut. And boy, this one's hard for me. Talk to us. <laughs> oh, it's so hard. I think in general for women, because we really like to talk through things. <laughs> yes, and I mean, yeah. And and so, but boys are different. They're wired differently. Mm-hmm. And I, I learned early on that when, um, when I feel like I most need to be heard, is often the time that I most need to shut up Mm. um, and just pause for a minute and pray and then enter into a conversation more in control of myself where I'm not feeling tempted to lecture and to just go on and on and on. Mm. And I'm a teacher. That's my gifting. Mm -hmm. And it it just is really natural for me to want to go on and on until I figure that they've gotten it. Um, But that's not usually what they need. Um, right. So I just have learned, you know, Proverbs 17, 28 says, even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he yes. closes his lips, he's deemed intelligent. So I just always am praying, Lord, would you put a guard over my mouth right. when I don't need to speak? Make me shut up. <laughs> uh, I love that. And the truth is, if we're paying attention to our kids faces, you know, it's it's not too far into those lectures that their eyes kind of glaze over. And we can tell that they may physically be there, but their mind is out in a tree house somewhere. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they've checked out of the conversation if we continue. So it's really not even helpful. But Oh, yeah, I really especially that yeah, especially for these these boys that are what we would call hard to handle. Mm-hmm. There there are impulsive kids. Mm-hmm. There are kids who cannot sit still. They are the ones that you know um, are full of energy. And for us to, I always said to to make my child sit and listen to something for any length of time was torture. And yeah. it's it, even if they like my kids weren't even really good when they were little about sitting down to watch a whole movie. They just. Right. They didn't want to uh-huh. sit still. So yeah. it's it's important that we learn about those those boys and what their characteristics are because it really changes the way we approach them. Definitely. Oh, that's super good. Um, okay, moving on to number three. This kind of does point us back to when we talked before. And so I do hope everyone can check out episode 27, but get in the habit of prayer. Let's just touch on that because it is so crucial for everything we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, there's... I can't be the kind of mom I want to be if I'm not in constant communication with my savior. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to say that being in communication with God, whether it's, um, you know, reading his word, engaging with his word, I really prefer to pray God's word back to him. That's the, Mm -hmm. that's the main way that I pray. Um, And so I always say, this is your lifeline. Don't make the mistake of thinking that you can do this parenting thing without it. Your hard to handle ship will Mm. sink faster than you can say life preserver if you are not in constant communication with your father and not just saying, God, help me, but Mm. listening to what he has to say back to you. And Monica, we know that the main way that God speaks to us today is through his word, is through his son. And so we've got to be engaged in the word of God or the ship is going to sink. Yeah, I I love that. And I have experienced the same thing. And I, I love, too, that when we take the time to do that and when we're quiet, which is something I've been really working on in the new year, is just spending more time just meditating on his word and just in quiet. He will speak to our hearts, too, and he'll give us inside information about our kids and what they're going through that really we we won't get unless we slow down and take the time to do that. Mm-hmm. So. 
Thank you. Well, number four then is an important one. Learn the power of a mommy timeout. So <laughs> what's this about? <laughs> yeah. You know, I am a classic reactor. Uh-huh. Um, I am. I, I learned this about myself when I was in graduate school. I probably should have seen it before then, but I was in a master's in counseling program. So we were getting really introspective and looking at ourselves. And it it dawned on me that my word, I do have a tendency to react before I think. And I happen to be raising two boys who do the same thing. So it's oh. kind of a recipe for disaster. Yes. Like we're, we're kind of explosive. We can be explosive sometimes if we're not aware of it. So I, I had to learn that, you know, as the mom, I'm supposed to be the one setting the example. I'm supposed to be more mature, a little further along than they are. Right. And so um, I needed to find a way to get out of that reaction time faster and move on to the time where I can be rational. Mm -hmm. And because I have to do that. So I would um, learn to, you know, just go lay on my bed for five minutes and, and pray, or I would go in the bathroom and, you know, make sure the kids were safe when they were really young, but, but just find something. Um, I would go and, and, uh, you know, pray in the bathroom, or I would go and take a walk if my husband was home or anything like that. And now that my boys are older, um, I can walk in the house and say, I need you to leave me alone for 10 minutes. And, and it's, it's no big deal. It's a little harder when they're younger to do well, it's a lot harder to do that when they're younger, but we've got to find what works for us. You know, maybe it's listening to music for a few minutes. Maybe it's reading a good book. Maybe it's reading your favorite, favorite Bible passage, um, whatever it is. And, and I would say that that might even change day by day. It might change as you go through seasons, you got to figure out what it is for you and go do it because you can't parent your children. Well, when your heart is a frazzled mess. Oh, I totally agree. And I think this could be a time too to have some accountability. If you are struggling with anger, if you're struggling with that reaction, um, then maybe having that friend that you can call or even text and just say, please pray. I want to handle this well. And that moment of accountability, I think, can help keep us on our toes. I actually remember a pastor saying once, and um, it's been a long time, but he was talking about when you're in a challenging situation and though we know that God is very much with us and we have his Holy spirit, he, he kind of gave a little tool that we can use and he described how we can imagine God is kind of like watching us, you know, in, in the room and almost like we're a chess game and, and I'm probably butchering this, but it actually really helped me when my boys were young, but it would be like, how well can I handle this situation? If I knew that God were right there sitting up in that corner, just observing me, I want to make him proud. I want to bless him by being in this really difficult situation, but handling it, knowing that God sees everything I do. And I remember this moment where I was so angry and I was kind of flying downstairs about to really lay into my son. And that thought came to me and I was like, whoa, God is actually here right now watching. What if I slow down? What if I handle this in a way that really honors the Lord and blesses my son? And and I remember how much that helped me. And again, it wasn't a full timeout, but it was that slowing, pausing, thinking through the fact that this moment mattered. And it really 
could change the course of, of many interactions with our kids, I think, if we slow down just that much. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's okay to say to our kids, I need a break from you for a minute. Yeah. Like we, neither one of us are being rational right now. Mm-hmm. We, we mm-hmm. need to step back yeah. and, and we need some space from each other until we can calm down enough to come back and speak to each other lovingly. Yes. Um, you know, they're not going to necessarily understand that when they're little, but when they right. start to get older, they get that. They and do. I think it's, it's reasonable and it's a good, it's a good habit to get into to it pause is. and come into difficult situations rationally instead of reactively. Oh, I, I so agree. I love that. And and I think it's kind of good for them too, to sometimes have to wait. Like mom doesn't have a consequence right now. She needs a minute and then they have mm-hmm. to sit there and wait for it, which sometimes is a really healthy thing. Okay. Yes. Love the mommy time out. Okay. Number five is something that I always struggle with. It's just not something that comes natural to me, but I've been working on it. And that is to prepare ahead of time. This is just in general in life. I tend to, I guess, live by the moment, which has its Mm -hmm. good points too, but being prepared in advance, talk to us about this with our hard to handle boys. Yeah. You know, I think the way that this starts is by being a student of your sons. So Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to know how to prepare for what you know, their reaction is going to be in any given situation if you don't know how they're going to react in that given situation. So yeah. um, I like to ask people to be a student of their sons, to watch them, to know them, to, to figure out what makes them go off or how they're going to handle things. So for example, uh, when my boys were younger, we spent a lot of time at the at the pool in the summers. And my younger son, and he still, honestly, he never does well when you just like throw something at him and say, now, 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 you know, mm, time to go now, let's sure. go. He just yeah. doesn't, he doesn't respond well to that. And, and, you know, it, it may be an obedience issue, but it, it, it helps me to think about how I feel when someone does that to me. I don't necessarily yeah. like that either to be, right. to, to have someone say now, now, now. So I got in the habit of trying to get his attention about 20 minutes before we needed to leave. And I would say, okay, sweetie, we're going to be leaving in about 20 minutes. See the clock, 20 minutes, we're going to leave. And then 10 minutes later, I would say, okay, we're going to meet. We have 10 minutes. Let's, you know, get your mind in gear and, and move him toward the goal without like trying to sucker punch him into it. It's basically the way it is. And I found that he responded. I'm, you know, I'm not going to say it's perfect, but I found that he responded to me so much better when I would come to him respectfully and give him the time to mentally and emotionally prepare himself for what needed to happen. It's right. just a, it's just a kindness to them. Yes. You know, yes. as you get to know who they are and how they tick, you can offer some of those kindnesses to them that make things a little bit easier. Oh. I love that. And and this also, for me, kind of relates back to the last one we are talking about, the mommy timeout. And when there is a consequence needed, I know one thing I've really worked on is just having some consequences planned in advance. So instead of being caught off guard when something happens, having thought through, these are the areas we struggle with the most. When my son does this, I'm going to have a consequence already figured out that I can give without getting angry because I think when we have that tool in our pocket, when there is a consequence, 
it's so much easier to give it without because I think I I lose my temper the most when I'm I don't know what the consequence is and I'm just frustrated <laughs> and I just want to get mad. But I think part of being prepared in advance too is just knowing if this then that, and if this comes up, I'm going to be prepared to say, okay, honey, this is what I have to do. This mm-hmm. is what you have to do. But being just that for forethought of considering what we might face, whether it's needing to leave the pool or whether it's we're going to face, I can see something coming up. I can see this behavior mm-hmm. <laughs> looming in the distance. And so just always being thinking a little bit ahead. And, and again, it's not natural to me, but I think it's something we can learn to do better. Yeah. You know, when, when our kids were super little, we had a Toys R Us in our, uh, in our city. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to take them to Toys R Us because there was something that I wanted to get for them. And this was on an evening when my husband was working. And so it was just me and the boys going, and you, I don't have to tell your listeners the way that things happen in Toys R Us. Like I <laughs> no. could say that. And some moms are probably immediately transported to PTSD. Uh-huh. Mode, you know? like, yes. They know, they know. And so I was determined that that was not going to happen to us. Um, on this trip, I wanted it to be fun. I wanted to bless them with something, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And so I just wanted it to be fun and and not have to have any of the drama. And so it was only about a 15-minute trip for us to get there. So I loaded the boys up in their car seats. And over and over and over again on the way to the store, I said to them, this is what we're going to get. We are not going to do this. We are not going to do this. We are going to be happy. We are not going to ask for this, like over and over mm-hmm. again on the way there. And I had them repeat it to me so that we were yeah. almost doing like this mantra in the car yeah. of yes. this is what we are going to do. This is what we are not going to do. If we do this, this is going to happen just over and over again the whole way there. And it worked. We went in, we went out and and everything was fine. Now, I'm not telling you I never had a bad trip to Toys R Us, sure. but I gave them even young, even when they were still in car seats, mm-hmm. I gave them the expectation yes. beforehand. Yes. And then I asked them to live up to it the best right. way that they could. I love and, that. And I will say we prayed before we went in too. So yes. we just <laughs> <gotta> have it. <laughs> no, I love that because it really works. And yet if you're not wired to do that, it takes a lot of intentional effort. So someone out there needs to know that they can do it. Pull yourself together. Think through that next trip to the park or to are they, I don't even know if there's Toys R Us. Do they all close down? I think they're all closed. Yeah. <laughs> but we can plan in advance. And the, when we do, we almost never will regret it. We're always going to be so glad we did. So I love that one. Okay. I'm um, going to do one more. Then we might just hop to the very end. Talk to me about number six, be stronger. What does that mean? Be stronger. You know, for the moms who are listening right now who have little boys, Mm -hmm. um, they are physically stronger than their boys. But you and I both know that there is a very clear time when that is no longer the case, (laughs) right? (laughs) And so I have reached that point with my boys for the Mm -hmm. most part. Um, I'm no longer physically stronger than they are. And, and, you know, when they're, when they're really young, we can, if we need to, not in an unkind way, but we can physically force them to do something. For Mm -hmm. example, Mm -hmm. picking them up and taking them to, you know, to their bedroom for, for, you know, a break or whatever, but I can't do that anymore. I can't force them to do those things. I'm I'm Um, just having a quick flashback of the car seat. Somebody out there listening probably did this today, 
but when they do their little back arch and you're trying to get yes. them in their car seat, and yes. you're like physically thrusting <laughs> their little hips into their seat and they're arching and you just think, are you kidding me? Because at a pretty young age, they get really strong. <laughs> they do. And so Monica and I are here to tell you that you're you're probably not doing any physical damage to them by forcing them. Not. I know you're wondering about that, but you're probably not. So. And one day you will look back and laugh like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's not at all funny in the moment, but it is. No. So that's great. Uh, Oh goodness. So the thing that the point from, from that of being, being stronger is I heard, um, I went on a leadership retreat for a ministry that I was working with years ago before I even had kids. And the theme of the retreat was that a leader can only take his followers as far as he is. Mm. So as a parent, we are by default leaders. Mm -hmm. God gave us, you know, our children to teach them and to train them and to make it as easy as possible for them to know the Lord. We know that we can't force them to know the Lord. That's a decision between them and God. God works that in their hearts. Um, but we, our goal is to make it as easy as possible for them to know him, to lead them well. Um, and to be able to do that, we don't have to know it all. And we don't have to have our entire lives together. We just have to be a few paces ahead of where they are. And that means that we need to have a more mature faith than they do. Um, It also means that we need to be strong emotionally because, Mm -hmm. you know, if there's anything I know, it's that that hard to handle boys are often not in control of their emotions. Somebody sure. has to be, and mm-hmm. that person has to be us. So one of the most important things that we can do for ourselves as moms of hard to handle boys, and I would say this one in particular applies to any mom whatsoever, is to commit to growing our faith daily and addressing the things in our own personal lives and history that affect us. So I realized in graduate school that I was a reactor. It didn't really matter all that much to me until I had two boys in my home who were bringing out the worst in me. And that's when I realized I have to do something about this. Me and God have got to have some time and I need to confess that this is a problem, that this is sin, and I need God to work on it. We need to be healthy. We need to be whole and we need to be strong in our faith. And when we are in that place, we'll be able to lead them to the same place. I love that. I love that. And I'm currently over on my blog doing a series called What Moms Need Most. And and I do believe that the things we're covering over there are going to encourage moms because yes, as the, the healthier and stronger we are, the more we have to give to our kids. So such an important point there. I love it, Brooke. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I'm going to let everyone grab um, the full list from your PDF that you're offering them. But I do want to just end us with number 10 because this really re- relates back to the Galatians 6, 9 mm-hmm. um, that I shared earlier. And number 10 is refuse to give up. So let's just cover that before we wrap up. Yeah, I know, Mama, if you're listening and you have a hard to handle boy, I know that you are tempted daily, if not hourly, to give up. Mm-hmm. I get it. I, I've been there and I still, you know, my boys are still hard to handle. They mm-hmm. they have grown and they have matured. And some of the things that we battled when they were very little, we don't battle in the same way yeah. anymore, but they thank are God. still hard to handle. Yes, thank yes. God. Um, when things don't go the way we planned, when our children continue to be hard to handle, maybe they're disobeying on a regular basis. And by the way, those kind of things constrain our marriages. They Mm -hmm. constrain our finances. We might be tempted to say, I am not even going to try anymore, but we can't 
go there. So Monica, we've created a list as well of verses. Um, I call them, they're, they're actually verses for moms of, of hard to handle boys, but I also kind of alternatively like to call them verses to help fight off the lies. Mm -hmm. And what I've done is created some feeling statements like, when you feel abused, choose to believe that God is on your side and a verse mm. that goes with that. Awesome. Um, when you feel desperate, choose to remember where your strength comes from and a verse that goes with that. When you, uh, when you feel hopeless, choose to be confident in God's ability to win the day. Things like that. When you feel unheard, choose to believe that he's listening to you and a verse to go with that. So we've got a list of, of things for you that I think your, your listeners will be able to download on your website as well. And your show notes just for free, awesome. you can just grab those and print them out and hang them on your refrigerator. And whenever so you're feeling like you want to give up for some reason, you can look at these and you can say, but wait a minute. No, this Here's is how I, yeah, this is how I feel, but this is what God says is true. And mm -hmm. I'm going to choose to believe and live in what God says is true, rather than letting my feelings um, dictate what's true. And that, oh, that's so good. Yes, that is how we refuse to give up. I love that. Well, and we'll have that list um, right in the show notes, and they can download it right on my site. And so thank you for sharing that with us. It's going to be super helpful. I'm going to hang up my list for sure. <laughs> and then we will have this full list of all 10 as well as, you know, more examples and um, just more explanation about this list of the 10 ways to fight for your son instead of against him. And that will be linked to in the show notes. You can download the whole thing over on Brooke's site, as well as if you're interested in diving into this topic deeper with Brooke, seeing all the expert videos and just going through this course that she has. Um, tell them again where they can find that. Absolutely. So they'll be able to get the 10 ways PDF that we've been discussing um, from your website, from your show notes. But if they go to fightlikeaboymom.com, they'll be able to learn more about the Fight Like a Boy Mom program, which we like to call your roadmap to raising hard to handle boys. It really is intended to help you see your boys in an entirely different light to understand who they are, why God gave you those boys, hmm. how to love them well, and how to teach them well. And, and it addresses the most common um, things that happen because you have hard to handle boys. I'm really excited to share that with everyone. So we'll have a link to where you can check out that program and read more about it and sign up if it's something that would be a good fit, which I have a feeling it's a good fit for a whole lot of people <laughs> listening. So thank you for putting your heart and so much work into that. Well, Brooke, it has been amazing having you on again. Um, for those that want to just go online and find you right now, can you share with us all the places they can find you on social media and your own website? Yeah, I'd love to. So the main place where you can find me um, on the internet is at millionprayingmoms.com. Mm -hmm. um, we have our own weekly podcast as well that you can check out. Um, again, equipping moms to make prayer their first and best response to the challenges of parenting. We are also on Instagram at Million Praying Moms, and I am personally on Instagram at Brooke McLaughlin. It's probably my favorite social media platform. I don't do a whole lot on Facebook anymore, but um, but yeah, th those would be the best places to find me. So good. Well, thank you, Brooke. We love talking to you and I'm sure we'll want to have you back on again. So appreciate your time and excited to share all of your great resources with our listeners. Thank you so much, Monica. It is a pleasure to be with you always. Okay. God bless. Aloha. 
Okay, friends, I hope this conversation has been a big encouragement to you. Please do hop over to show notes. You can always find show notes for all the episodes at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. Today is episode dash 42. So thanks again for your time. Continue to spread the word about the Boy Mom podcast to your friends online and off. And uh, just appreciate you being a part of this community. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha. Aloha.